0: Good morning. This is um, something of a privilege for me to uh, to come amongst you. Um, uh, Although I I come from uh, somewhere away, uh, the wilderness that is called Norwich, but we managed to um, to journey um, to see you and to be part of um, this uh, cap. Um, Sunday, and especially that um, we're celebrating the start of a new ministry, fresh start. I thought it might um, uh, just uh, help what I've got to share with you, if I just give a brief um, introduction to how I came to be part of CAP. Um, it was some 20 years ago now, it seems like yesterday, time goes by a bit quickly, especially when you get a bit older. But I don't want to go down there. Um, so 20 years ago, I was leading a church in um, a, a town called Bingley, which is in, uh, uh, just next door to Bradford. What's that? Is there anyone from Yorkshire? Oh, good. Well, I'm going to disappoint you because I come from London, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Any anyway, rate, there I was leading this church in as an off cumden, In uh, that's an in expression for those people who come from Yorkshire, but obviously not that many here. But um, uh, so I was leading this church, and um, a friend of mine uh, came to me one day and said, "John, there's a new." Um, or a newish charity that is starting in Bradford called Christians Against Poverty, and I'd like you to come along and see it. So, okay. So one day uh, we went along to Jubilee Mill, which is the headquarters of CAP, still is. Um, it's an ex woolen mill on five floors, and you enter into in the like the middle floor. You still do today, and. Uh, But in those days, when um, I went in there, there wasn't anything there. Now, a woollen mill is a huge building. Um, I don't know, five times as big as this? More, probably. I mean, it's huge. And in it were a few desks, um, a computer, a primitive one, um, a phone, a few phones, a few volunteers... John, John Kirby, the founder, he was there. Matt, the, the chief exec, he was there. And a few folk were there. And uh, the one thing that I remember above everything else was the enthusiasm. They were so enthusiastic. There were just a few people and they were going to change the world. Through this ministry, they believed that they were going to bring change to to. Thousands and thousands of people. And while we were there, it rained. Now, those of you who come from Yorkshire know that they get a fair amount of rain, even in this sort of drought time. And it rained. It started to rain heavily. And I noticed it started to rain because around the room were lots of buckets, uh, sort of strategically placed, And as it rained, obviously I began to see what those buckets were for, and they were. Now remember, I'm on the third floor; there are two floors above, and still the rain is coming. And then it rained even heavier. And at a certain given signal, the folk there and and John they they went to the corner and got umbrellas. In fact, John was saying to me the last time I saw him, he said, "Do you remember the umbrellas?" And so they had these umbrellas up and continued to work. Um, with umbrellas. I mean, don't ask me what would happen if the rain got on the computers or whatever. It was pretty primitive. So we finished that, had a bit of lunch, and got outside. And my friend Stephen, who still works for CAP, he said, John, what do you think? Actually, he said it, John, what do you think? You know, this is so exciting. And I said, well, I can see the enthusiasm, but the vision is so big... It's such a big vision amongst the rain and, and the sort of primitive... So anyway, he was a bit disappointed with that um, reaction. So Now, I hasten to add that I repented of that and I did what you would normally do, you know, stood in the corner, sackcloth, and somebody threw ashes. You know, I mean, I, I, I was really saddened for that attitude because, and why I'm telling you, is that now there are 647 centres around the UK, with centres in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, and that the charity is expanding at a a great rate. The roof is fixed, no more buckets, all five floors are occupied, and now there is the Jubilee Centre, which is the next door, ex woolen Mill, and that is full of people as well. And as part and is a worship centre. So it 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 has now. It's the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of God advancing. The kingdom of God advancing. And forceful men, and John is one of those. If you spend five minutes with John Kirby, I guarantee you'll be tired. And forceful men are, are taking hold of it, and it is advancing. the kingdom is advancing and i 'm not going to um, bore you with with a lot of um, statistics, but just to say just to mention a few um, uh, in this in your church here you run cap money now cap money was one of the first was the sort of second Um, ministry that that was started by cap It started with debt centers and it's and it it developed into cap money because people needed to know how to budget how to use their money wisely as jesus teaches to use to use our money wisely and 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 to uh, and to be able to budget so cap money was introduced and you run a cap money course here um it's run by roger parker i understand where's roger is he here there he is. Here's the Cap Money boss. And he's running a Cap Money course. And that, that course has, has developed as well. So um, let me just say one. Uh, the people who were helped by Cap last year was 23,166. 23,000 people were helped by Christians Against Poverty and were brought out of darkness into light 23,000. I, I think the statistic for this year so far is about 15, 14 or 15,000 already, and we're only in July. So the, the rate of growth and the number of people we are able to see and to take the good news of Jesus is increasing. To let the light of our Saviour, which is... If I don't say anything this morning, what keeps me going is the, is the fact that I know that on, that, on, that next week I'll be going into somebody's home who I've never met, who I probably never would have met, except for Cap. I'll be able to share with this, with, with these, with this couple that God loves them. I'll be able to share with them that Jesus died for them, died for them by name, and to share a little bit about the gospel, as well as helping them, in this case, with their debts. Which, if I, if I say this and you don't tell Mark, it's not that difficult. <laughs> the challenge is, is, is proclaiming the gospel. The gospel of peace, the gospel of love, the gospel of light. It's, it's just amazing. So just a few um, other statistics. Um, eight, 800 people found work through our job clubs. 38% of people that attended a job club found work. And these are long-term unemployed that we, that we are helping. Um, I better say something. I know John's going to say about um, Fresh Start. I've probably got some figures here. Um, Uh, 94% of clients said our service was transforming and a great help. 55% of all clients visited their GP due to debt. And so we are faced with with a a problem in society where people have mental health issues, have all sorts of issues, and, and a lot of the causes is debt or addiction or being out of work. It has an impact on people's, on people's health. You, you know, just as a sort of an aside, it, 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 it's just a, a, an amazing privilege, you know. That at the end of, a, of an interview, you can say to someone, is there something I can pray for you? Can I pray for you something specific? And they might say it might be a health issue, it might be, and we, and we can then pray with them and see things change. You know, actually praying with people sees things change. God is in the business of change and, and seeing lives change and circumstances change and situations change and people being changed as you see them from one degree to another. It's it it, it it is I I'm well I can't get over the fact that this that my friend took me, an unbeliever as it were, if you like, or a doubter, into this building and twenty years later I'm still doing it and and joining with loads of people who are doing it. And seeing the same results and coming to, to, to share with you, wonderful people, in this church, in this town, making a difference for so many people. I mean, that's, if that isn't what the church is all about. Anyway, there it goes. I don't know why I have a script, it's really hopeless. Anyway, I must get, I must, probably I'm over time already. Am I? No. How long have I got? Oh, no, I'm all right. Um, this is the introduction. Oh, bear with me, I'm shocking, really. Um, At any rate, you're going to see a short film um, in a minute about a lady called Steph. She um, lives in Wakefield. That's in Yorkshire, by the way. And Steph... Although I don't... In my experience, she is not an untypical of some of the clients that we see. Steph. She had a, had a terrible childhood. She, she lived in darkness from, being a, from, from when she was a little girl. She was beaten by her parents. She was ejected from, from home at 14. She was homeless... And she felt abandoned right from when she was young. She was unwanted, unloved and alone. And hope and light had gone out of her life. Steph. Now, I'm not going to say any more about it because she's she's going to say a bit in the film when we get to it. But she lived in darkness... A client I visited not long ago was named Billy. And it was quite a, a strange um, experience that I had, really, because I went there with, with a befriender. You know, you always go with, with somebody else. And we knocked on the door in this block of flats, and it sort of echoed around. Um, and, and then there was silence. So my friend said, "I don't think there's anybody there, John." I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, Billy is there. I, I know he is." So I knocked again, and then on the other side of the door, you could you could um, hear and visualise what he was doing. He was pull, he pulled back the top bolt, you know, like a prison. Pulled back, then then the bottom uh, um, uh, bolt. He put the chain on the door and opened it a crack, and all you could see was this sort of two eyes peering out. Uh, looking around you know uh, furtively as it were so I said hello Billy it's John from Christians Against Poverty we got an appointment with that he slammed the door took off the chain um, opened the door got hold of me I I was wearing a jacket at at that time he got hold of my jacket lapel and Pull me down. And I was, I have a, you know, you get, when you go on a visit with Cap, you seem to take a load of stuff with you. And I do anyway. I've got a briefcase and a computer. So I'm hurtling down the corridor with, 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 with this. And, and my friend has got the same treatment. And he's, he's on my heels as we rush down. And, and he slams the door shut. Bolts go on. The chain goes on. And we end up in a sort of heap in the, in the uh, living room. And he comes in after us, Billy. And he's, he's, he's shaking. He's just shaking. It's dark. There's just one light in the corner, a, a standard lamp thing. So we sat Billy down, and uh, Billy was saying, no, look, before we start, Billy, let's pray for some peace. Let's ask God to come and bring you some peace. Eh? And he seemed to think that was a good idea, so he sat down, and, and we just prayed a simple prayer to um, ask God to, for peace. And uh, I mean... Don't you? F- I shouldn't. I shouldn't say this. I know, but God turns up. He, he came, and and peace came into that room. You know that that special that special moment, and peace came, and uh, and, and Billy relaxed, and uh, he, he looked at me, and he said, "That was good." I said, "Yeah, well, that's God, because He loves you, Billy," and so we we. We, we began to help him and uh, took away, do the usual thing that you do, take away all his paperwork and generally um, encourage him. Anyway, any rate, we, we began to see him a number of times. Um, um, he never went out, he never pulled the curtains. It was a dark place that he was. He was living in fear. If he went out in the daytime, he knew someone would come and ask him for something he didn't have. Or demand something from him, so gradually he, he, he got better, and uh, he came to church he came to ch- I remember the first time he came to church, it was um, uh, um, a, a service similar to, to, to what you 've had and what you 've started what it happens here and, and I got up to speak, and i 'd only been going about two minutes now don 't get any ideas from this. I'd only been going for about two minutes, and he got up and walked out. And I thought, well, what? you know, you think, what have I said? But in actual, what was the problem was that he he couldn't handle a church service. It was something quite different. He'd never been to church. He found the whole experience quite difficult. And uh, so eventually, well, I went to see him, and and, and gradually came to a Uh, a midweek group and and, you know and and gradually became integrated in the church Um, he gave his life to the Lord and that was a huge celebration Um, he was baptized Uh, he, he he began to see that the light was shining in his life the light of the world was shining in his life he became more confident and he's now um, in the church. He's a befriender. He's working with the centre manager there. That and things have changed. You know, I've 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 got here a, um, a, 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 a a a a stone. Okay, just a flat stone which I picked up off off the beach. Actually. I picked this up in the Western Isles, because that's where we've been um, for our holiday. And it reminds me of a film that we used to show at services like this called Only a Stone's Throw Away. And you know, I mean, when you were children, when you were young, you remember what you would do with a flat stone like this if you were on the beach? You know, skim it. There you go. Sk- yeah, see Yorkshire. We know <laughs> the, the skim it. You know, see how many times you could make it go. Well, the film was entitled "Only a Stone's Throw Away" because the, the punchline was, and you saw Matt actually, and he was just going like that, and he saw the stone go across the water. Only a stone's throw away from where you're sitting right now is someone who is struggling. He might be struggling with debt. He might be struggling with addiction. He might be struggling um, with being out of work. He might just be struggling. Only a stone's throw away. That close, wherever you are. And over the years, I've, I've found that to be the truth. That that is, that is what it is. Only a stone's throw away from where you are, there'll be someone who is struggling. Isaiah 58 says this. If you want to follow it, Isaiah 58 of verse 6. Isaiah is speaking for the Lord. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard then you will call and the Lord will answer you will cry for help and he will say here am I If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. Now that last bit is probably Isaiah is referring to Jerusalem. Rebuild the ancient ruins. But he's a prophet. And so the prophetic can have another interpretation can have another meaning. And I believe it's a, it's a word for the church. The church to once again be the center of a community. For the church to be the place where people will go and will find comfort and help. And will find change and will find new life. And that's what and that's what. Those words there, they, they ring with me. Your, the, your people re, will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. And Jesus it takes up the, the, the story, really. In um, When I was um, uh, training for the, for the ministry, one day... Um, my my uh, college principal um, took me to one side. Um, I, I was the senior student, as it as it happened, and I would often have conversations with the principal. and he, And this wasn't so; it wasn't unusual. So he took me to one side. And he said, "John, I have a word for you." Now, for him to say that was really extraordinary. That's not the sort of thing that he did, or the, the way that he behaved. So I was immediately. Well, intrigued, to say the least. What could this word be? And he said, you know, John, I think the Lord has this word for you. And it comes at the end of, uh, uh, in Matthew 25, where Jesus is talking, is speaking the parable of the sheep and the goats. And he says, whatever you do for the least of these brothers that's and sisters of mine you're doing it for me and that was the word that my college principal shared with me i hesitate to say how long ago it was but it was a long time whatever you do now that's the challenge for us isn't it it's part of fulfilling that word of isaiah whatever you do for the least you're doing it for jesus now You can take it as a challenge, I do take it as a challenge, but I also take it as a privilege that we have been entrusted with the words of life itself to share with brothers and sisters, people out there, only a stone's throw away. Jesus is light and he said in John 9 verse 5, I am the light of the world. Because it doesn't stop there, does it? Because he then passed the, the baton on to you and me. You are the light of the world, he says in Matthew five verse fourteen. And when when I read those words, "You are the light of the world," I visualize the um, the Olympic fla- you know the Olympic flame, the torch that they that they carry around before the the, the sort of um, the, the 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 thing starts, the torch, and it goes and it lights the, the flame that burns throughout the whole of the Olympics. You are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. You know, I am taking the light into the world to represent Jesus and to tell people about him and to see the difference that he makes and to see lives changed. That's what CAP is about. Yes, it does um, deal with debt. Yes, it does deal with unemployment. Yes, it does deal with addiction. Yes, it does deal with life skills. Of course it does. But underlying all of that, and what I want to share with you, is that CAP's vision is for people to come to know Jesus. For the real light to shine, the light of salvation. To see their lives change, To see people whom you've ministered to, you've helped, you've gone through all their frustrations. You've seen them not do what you've asked them to do. You've seen them be a right pain. But at the end of the day, you've seen the light begin to shine in their lives. And you see the light of Jesus shining from them. And as they give their testimony. You know, it's over a thousand people that we know of who are coming to know Jesus. A year. Over a thousand. Now that's the one we know. There are lots of people we're planting seeds every time Mark goes out, every time Roger does a course, every time your fresh start happens, every time you've got people, you are going to, at one point or another, share the fact that God loves them and that Jesus died for them. And the lights can burst into their lives and they can, they can see the transformation taking place in them right in their, you know, in their experience. And a new life starting. I mean, what can be more exciting than that? No, there isn't anything. We are called, as his church, to be the light of the world. It's exactly what you're doing. Mark will explain Fresh Start in a minute. uh, Another CAP service bringing light into darkness. People held captive by their dependencies and addictions. Freedom is waiting. Freedom is knocking at the door for these folks who are struggling. They can be set free and a new life can start. And light can bring a fresh start to their lives. Just one last scripture. 1 Peter 2 and verse 9 says this. You'll know this. And I think Peter's speaking to you, the church. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. He's called you into the light. You are basking in the light of the saviour of the world, Jesus. And you will bask in that light forever and ever and ever for eternity. That light will be shining in your life and it will never go out. It can't be extinguished. It's there forever. And so it is for those folk that you meet. So it is for those folk that you will minister to. As your church um, starts this new ministry and continues with the ministries that you already have. It's this amazing. Now, have I got to 11.05? Oh, five minutes out. Um, we're going to watch the video now. Can we do that? Please. Okay, um, two things I would, I would like you to do is, um, if you haven't already, here's, here is the, a book, free. This is, this is a free, let me say this clear. This is a free gift. Amazing, isn't it? Every time I say that, no one says anything. You know, you say, like, hey, well, there you go. This is a free gift. Oh, that's more like it. Okay, it's the, it's the story of Cap. From the beginning, okay. So, this is the story, it's free, and there's loads of them over there. I know if you've already read that, I've got another book as well. And this is free, that's the way good you're getting it. This is called Journeys of Hope 12 Lives Changed by, uh, by God. So, uh, that's that's also there for you. And the, the other thing that I would like you to do. Um, mark 's going to speak about this later, but just so I can say just one word there are, there are forms like this dotted around we would love you to become a life changer twenty nine thousand people are joining together, giving regularly every month so that we can continue this ministry so that we can continue bringing light into into the dark places so there 's that form Mark will tell you a bit more a bit more about it but I just thought I would just like to to sow the seed now. Well, that's it.
1: Thank you very much. On time. Right, so I'm Mark Rumsby. I'm the manager of the CAP Centre here in Alton. Uh, So I'm going to bring this down to a little more of a, a local level and tell you some of the things that are going on here. And part of the reason for this Cap Sunday is because we are celebrating four years of the Cap Debt Service here in Alton. So we started up not with an office with a leaky roof, thankfully. I was afforded an office here at the the Malting Centre, but it was very much uh, on, on my own. But we've developed a big team, and it's a team effort, and many of you here are part of that effort, and I want to thank you for that. So, up here it shows that CAP has five different services, the Money Course, which has already been referred to, which we run in this church, Uh, the Debt Help Service, which we've been doing for four years, and we're just starting uh, this new fresh start when we come to that later. So, Debt Help. Who have we been helping? We've been helping all sorts of people. We've been helping a lot of young single mums who get into debt because they are single mums, their partners have left them, and they're left struggling with the the household finances and with children to support. A lot more recently, we've helped, helped quite a lot of single men, single men who've got into difficulty sometimes on drugs, sometimes out of work. We had one guy recently, unfortunately, we lost touch with him. He was a dad with four children to look after. Very unusual, this, but his wife had left him with the four children. And about five, ten minutes into the conversation, he says, I can't read or write. And my heart sank because with the cap debt help, as uh, John well knows, there was all sorts of paperwork. But we would have helped him. We tried to get one of his relatives to to help with him. Unfortunately, he's lost contact. He's moved away, we believe. And there are people it doesn't work with. But the good news is that we have worked and helped with lots of people, single men, single women, couples. And debt doesn't just affect the poor. It affects people from all stripes of society. But they have to realise their need. They have to come and ask for help. And uh, that's often the hardest part. So who do we serve? Well, we serve people around the area. Our postcode patch is strictly Alton and Marks, and most of our clients have come from within there. But we also have reached out to people in Borden and Farnham and elsewhere. So we've seen 105 Inquirers. So that's 105 households. It's actually more like 140 adults. Uh, and they've got kids. So we're talking of touching 230 different people, including children, over for four years. And what's happened to them? Well, some, as I mentioned before, don't make it. They lose contact. They get cold feet. But the great news is that... Over half, we can help, we have helped. And so the blue line at the bottom is showing that 27 of our client households are now completely free of debt. Hallelujah, yeah. And that's only in four years. So the, orange, the green line, rather, is 21 who are on their way to a journey out of debt. Uh, they are paying in through CAP. CAP pays for creditors, deals with all the creditors, and as long as they stick at that, they will get free of debt. Perhaps it'll take another two, three, four years. But we're helping them on the way. And there's another four who we're just in initial conversation with. So it does work, and we say to everyone, if you work at it, if you you get our help, it will work. There's a solution for everyone, it doesn't matter whether you've got 400 pounds worth of debt, which I think was our lowest, or £200,000 worth of debt, which I think was our highest. We can help, and we have done. So that's God's goodness through the debt help. And we can now point to people who can tell their stories. Two years ago, we had a video here of Jenna, and she says, You saved my life. She was a single mum, the, the bailiffs were at the door, they were frightening her and her young son, and we got her free of debt. A year ago, we had Ollie give his testimony. Ollie, many of you know, in this church. And he can say now, it's been a year without drinking. Uh, He's got debt-free. His depression, which he had, which was one of the things that got him into drinking and into debt, is much, much better. He rarely gets depressed now. And on Way Valley Radio recently, he said... um, I have more friends than I've ever had, he said, uh, through the church community. And if you wanna read a bit more of his story, there's a magazine, it's under some of the chairs. You're welcome to take it away. It's actually a cap supporters magazine. It's got his picture on the front. And inside, there's an article on him entitled isolation because he was isolated and now his a community. So we have these people. Um, And it's wonderful to hear their stories. Obviously, most of them are confidential, but those two are public. And the best thing of all, from my mind, is what John was alluding to earlier. We do pray with people. We talk with people about the good news of Jesus. And to my knowledge, 22 adults and a couple of kids have made some kind of response or commitment to Jesus or a recommitment. Uh, over the last four years. So, praise God. He is mighty to save, and he is saving people through us. Now, all this couldn't be done without a number of resources, one of which is money, which I'll come to later, but primarily I just want to say we have a great team, and this team is drawn from um, six or seven different churches... And uh, they're wonderful people. John alluded to the fact that we have to go out on debt help with a befriender, uh, a a colleague, so that we're in pairs. And uh, we have 13 or 14 befrienders from different churches. And some of them are here now. So thank you. We also could do with another debt coach. And we have a community links coordinator who deals with referral agencies and... uh, Publicizes us, and thank you for the press photographer coming along because uh, uh, we're going to get a little article about this in, in hopefully the Gazette uh, uh, next week and the Herald. That's good. So, Roger coordinates with, with the press and with other agencies, but unfortunately, he's stepping down this year. So, if anyone's interested in either of those roles of um, community links coordinator or deck coach, come and see me afterwards. Or indeed, you might want to be a befriender. You might want to actually put this into practice and go out to people's homes just a stone's throw away who are in dire need and bring the love of Jesus to them. I think that's really all I want to say about debt. But we do have <coughs> with us here uh, one of our clients. And, oops. so let's go back. Yeah. Debt, as I mentioned earlier, doesn't have any typical person. Everyone can get into debt. And so we have Sylvia, and she's going to come up on stage here, and John's going to ask her a few questions, and she's going to tell us her story, which is different, and uh, just have no stereotypes about who's in debt. So please come up, uh, Sylvia. Mark, Mark
0: Amazing. <laughs> Hello, Sylvia. Hello. This is Sylvia. You can you hear, hear. Yes. Right, now I've got some questions. Sylvia, pay attention. Here I may have. Oh, no. How did you get into debt, and what did it feel like?
2: Well, it all started... Uh, was it on... Started um, because uh, my husband and I had a couple of weeks timeshare, and we enjoyed some lovely holidays with it. But he um, had developed Parkinson's, and so we needed to sell it. Sell it. Sell them. And um, I looked in a travel magazine, and they uh, was an advert saying we sell your timeshare. Right, I thought, this is, this is the, what I need. So I applied to them. And in fact, that started me on a downward slope, which got me into dreadful debt. The thing is, it was a scam. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't find that out for years. And um, they would say, right, okay, yes, we've sold your, your week's time share, right, to this particular company. They're putting it in their portfolio, but uh, um, we need to um, uh, uh, pay some taxes and administration costs and this sort of thing. And uh, so I thought, right, okay, well, I mean, it's Spain. Spain taxes are um, a thing to behold. And um, so I paid. And it kept going on one after the other, something like oh ten or twelve, and they were all scams and the thing was my husband's uh, uh, parkinson 's was getting worse he'd already he'd all he al- uh, okay yes he'd already had. Um, uh, Well, three years after we married He had his first stroke And that produced epilepsy And he was um, diabetic as well So um, I had quite a lot to cope with And I'm myself disabled I had polio when I was a child And so I've been disabled all my life So I was looking after him I did have some help But it was uh, quite a uh, Well, more than a full-time job And, in fact, I got myself into depression, and um, the uh, debts kept mounting up. I paid on this credit card, maxed it out, got another credit card, maxed that out, and so forth, got loans, uh, and just paid the minimum. And it really got me into a dreadful debt. Okay, Uh, How uh, how did you hear about CAP? Well, it was actually because the the, uh, consequence of all these scams was that um, there were other companies, also scammers, um, who set up um, purporting to reclaim the money that you'd lost. Um, They Other companies had been shut down by the police, their funds confiscated, their computers taken, and um, they were sent to court and sent to prison. Um, But this other second tranche of of, uh, scammers cashed in on this, literally. And my husband was getting worse, and I was getting deeper and deeper into debt. And in fact, one of the Companies came into the uh, knowledge of the local police. There was a, um, a policeman, um, um, Constable Kelly, who came along with the um, representative of the Trading Standards um, uh, Association from Winchester, and um, she was a great help. And. Um, Uh, She realised just how much into debt I'd got myself, and she gave me um, uh, the leaflet. Now, I'd seen the leaflet in the community centre prior to that and not taken it. But I thought, right, well, he, here is a chance. Perhaps I can get out of debt. And the fact that it was Christians was a imp- very important part to me because I'm a Christian and uh, I'd been very silly and I, I knew that, that uh, um, I would be surrounded by love and prayer and everything what, if with this particular organisation.
0: What, um, what were your first impressions when Mark and Leslie visited you?
2: Oh, um, relief, I suppose. Um, Here is a solution to my problems, Um, uh, you know. And it it was good to have people um, like Mark and Leslie, my befriender, and... um, also other people and uh, to, to, to help me and work out something that would eventually get me out of debt. I'm not there yet, but uh, I'm well on the way. What, is, what, has, what has changed now? Oh, everything. Um, my husband sadly died, and I found myself, for the very first time in my life, actually, living entirely on my own. My relatives have died... Um, I still have my in-laws, but uh, um, it was a very lonely time and I could have fallen back into um, uh, um, depression and everything, but fortunately the people in CAP were supportive and I knew that there were um, churches behind them and there was the love and the prayer that goes into this Mm. sort of thing. And uh, uh, it, it made me... Well, it was a great burden lifted. Um,
0: just lastly, what would you say to anyone here who might need CAP's help? Oh, well,
2: let them, because, <laughs> <laughs> because it really is the most incredible feeling to know that um, uh, things are being dealt with and the, the amazing way in which they can work out your finances and uh, give you enough to live on and still go on paying your debts and uh, also being supportive. And uh, you know that it's all for the love of, of our Lord. And uh, mm. their, uh, as I say, their prayers and their, their uh, um, love... Um, and the family feeling that goes with it um, is, is a great comfort. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Isn't that brilliant
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anderson: Can we just say a, just a brief prayer with, with, with Sylvia. Can we just pray? Ooh, nice. <laughs> yes. Father, thank you for Sylvia. Thank you for her, her story, her testimony. We pray, Lord, that you continue to bless her. Father, that you be really, really close to her. Put your arms of love and peace around her. And uh, just be what you are, f- Father, just wonderful. So bless this dear lady. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you. Leslie as well. Leslie is Sylvia's befriender over there, so bless you, Leslie, for so. all you've done for. <laughs> Apparently we're going to have a new, a new stage before long, so uh, perhaps this, this little trauma will be avoided. <laughs> So now I want to tell you about this new service called Fresh Start. And what it is, it's a service for people who have any kind of life-controlling habit or dependency. So we're talking here about things like smoking or gambling or internet addictions. Everyone seems to be hooked on social media now, don't they? And they're blogging or twittering or facebooking and some people just can't get off it. You know, they're there into, into the early hours of the morning, kind of, on the internet. It's an addiction. And it's controlling people's lives. Other people have got eating addictions. They either want to continually slim and starve themselves, or they want to um, eat too much because of their lifestyle. And, of course, people have got drink and drug addictions, which are rife... And we got into this because we saw that a lot of our cap debt clients were really suffering from alcoholism or drugs. And it was one thing to get people out of debt, but it didn't help if they were still on alcohol or drugs. One dear man, we got out of debt, and he was an alcoholic, and a year later he died. And that was very sad. So Fresh Start isn't really designed for those with serious hard drug addictions or uh, alcoholism because they need a lot of medical care. So um, one of our clients recently said he was um, involved in drugs. I said, you need to go to your doctor. And the NHS has got good facilities for helping people with alcohol or drug dependencies. But any other dependency... This Fresh Start course is designed for... Yeah, I call it a course, it's more than that, I'll explain a bit more. So, you know, some of you might be thinking now, well, I've got a habit um, which I can't shake off. Uh, we all have habits, don't we? I mean, I do the crossword in the morning, the Sudoku in the paper. Well, it's, fortunately, it's something I know I can stop, because I did, but some of us, <laughs> some of us can't. And so Fresh Start is, is what the name says. It's to give people a fresh start. And around the UK, there are 79 groups at the last count. And they're uh, dealing with, with several hundred people. And the statistics show that 46 people who get involved actually do meet some target, some goal that they have set themselves. So what is it? Well, it's... At the heart, it's a course, it's an eight-week course and we will be starting that here in the mornings on the 10th of September and if you want details, they're on uh, a table by the door to the tea and coffee out there and Claire will give you details after the service. This course covers some of the roots of addictions, some of the behaviours that result and enables people to make concrete steps, to set goals. As we go through the course, we build a community. And so this is a support group, not unlike Alcoholics Anonymous, if you're familiar with them. In fact, the course content is loosely based on Alcoholics Anonymous's 12 steps. Cool, that was difficult to say, um, which are quite famous. So it works that the community is a support group that week on week will be encouraging one another. And as we say, you know, how have you done this week? How have you done that week? It's encouraging and supporting one another. And it will carry on after the course. It's all confidential. Uh, Nothing will get outside the, the group. And we ask the group members to keep confidentiality of each other's problems. Indeed, they don't even have to share their problems if they don't want to. And it's um, also got, on the side, one-to-one coaching. So we have four trained coaches. And each coach will meet with each individual about fortnightly to see how they're doing, encourage them, see if there's any ideas that uh, they might have to, to move them forward. And finally, at the end of the course, there'll be a celebration of those who have achieved something and have kicked a habit or gone a long way to kicking a habit. At the back of it all, of course, is Jesus. Uh, that's why we're here in church today. So, as with a debt, we would be praying for people if they want it. We'd be praying about people, even if they don't want it. But no, we, we offer prayer, we offer spiritual support, and we know that the key for many people of getting free of these habits is finding Jesus, because Jesus said... If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. So we know that Jesus's help uh, sets people free and we have many people who can testify to that. So we're going to see a little video of some people who've been on it. So very briefly, there are four of us that you can talk to. There's myself, my wife Ruth, uh, Nigel Pink who's here and Claire Sendall. Uh, We are the the coaches for this new course. It will start on 10th of September. That's a Monday evening and run on Monday evenings. If there's anyone you know who you think could be helped, take one of our leaflets and a card for them to register and uh, have them call up and register on the course. And if you wanted to help, you'd be very welcome. Now, if we could move on. This church has been focusing on four characteristics this year. And one of them, you'll remember, those who are members here, is generosity. So we're called to be generous. And we're going to be taking up a collection in a minute. And there are two parts to this. One is our regular church collection for this church. And this is very much for people who attend here regularly. So if you're a visitor... Please don't feel obliged in any way to, to put money into this collection. It's for us as a church family. So any money coming into the baskets that are going to be taken round by the stewards, wherever they are, um, will go to them, to, to the church, I should say. But in addition, there are those forms which John just mentioned under your seats. So if you feel that you would like to support cap and become one of the 29,000 donors whom we call life changers, there's a form to fill in. If you haven't got time to fill in the whole form, just fill in the left-hand side with your details and John is going to take them away and we'll get back in touch with you during the week. Uh, but you do have to sign a little bit at the bottom which says how you w- w- would wish to be kept in touch because of GDPR. We need to say whether you want to be in touch by email, post, phone or text. Um, so I would encourage you, join up, be a life changer. Make a difference to people across this country with, with, with that. Um, so... Just to recap, money going into the baskets would be for the church. These forms are for signing up to give to CAP regularly. If you can't decide right now, there are forms on the table afterwards you can have take away. And thirdly, if you're a visitor, you may well have got one of these connect cards given you as you came in. And if you would like to keep in touch with folks in the church but you you haven't uh, come before fill in one of these and put that in the collection basket as well. So, let's go for it. Um, Stewards, if you could bring the baskets around there somewhere. And in the mean, just for two or three minutes, talk to the person next to you, talk to the person behind or in front. Um, Say hello to someone you don't know.